David, what do you think the biggest tragedy in the career of Siegfried and Roy is? I mean, I'd have to say probably the attack uh, when the tiger attacked Siegfried or Roy. I don't remember which one it was. Boy, do I have some news for you. Welcome to Bottle Episode. Welcome to Bottle Welcome to Bottle Episodes. I'm David Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. This week we're joined by guest comedian Elliot Thompson. Perfect. You nailed it in one. Okay. So welcome to Bottle Episodes, the show where we watch bad television shows and then we watch the pilot and the top rated episode on IMDb to see if they got any better. And this week we did Father of the Pride, which is an animated show from DreamWorks back in 2004. (laughs) Starring John Goodman and Cheryl Hines as the lions of a Siegfried and Roy show. Siegfried and Roy are also characters in this, but they do not voice themselves, sadly. Which, the nerve of them to not voice themselves, because we watched a Warren Buffett cartoon where Warren Buffett voiced himself. Honestly, I think they learned from the like from that. You don't do... like They wouldn't be good voice actors. Warren you Buffett want- was after it. Not like they didn't learn from Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett watched this and was like, I could do that. Did you guys grow up with Siegfried and Roy? Yes, we all they were our dads. <laughs> <laughs> Nepo Nepo Baby yeah, Strike yeah. Comedy again. Um, but did you guys have like any like I came into this having I don't think I've ever seen I couldn't you know if I saw them I would never recognize it. I know I, I was, was like, pretty what, culturally conscious of them. Okay, yeah, this but, show came out when I was like thir- thirteen or fourteen. Okay, yeah. When I was growing up, I knew who they were, but it's not like they were on TV. They were just known for having this show in Vegas that ran forever. Right. I knew that they worked with big animals. Right. So when one of them got attacked by the lion, I was like, right. I think that was the, I think that was the first time that I'd heard of them. Really. I mean, it was Sacred and Royce. It was one of these things like, like, um, I'm trying to think of another one, but just like a, a, a dual almost, you, you know, I, I like the Marx brothers or something where like, you could totally not have, you could, could be here for your whole life and then never. And so this was kind of like the first time that I felt like I, was ever given a visual rep- representation <laughs> of Siegfried and Roy. I'm not sure. It was I think it also exactly featured fair the, to them. The featured in an episode of The Simpsons. I think I can. I can probably. Totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it is. It is one of those things where like it's like Don Knotts. Like well, you can hear the name, but you're like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. The difference yeah. between you know Don Knotts or the Marx Brothers or Siegfried and Roy's those guys. I think filmed their stuff. You could. Yeah, Turn I was on, trying to think of like Penn and Teller, but I, yeah. I mean, I grew up with Penn. Like those guys, those guys I knew, you know. I'm, but Siegfried and Roy, I think, were just entirely a live act. Yeah, I yeah. Well, yeah, up I guess, until this. Uh, well, at the time, also there wasn't as you didn't need to have viral clips. But Penn and Teller were getting on TV. It's like good promotion. Oh yeah, I guess it, you know you have a lot of lions and tigers in your act. Yeah, they may have done TV stuff too. Yeah, you could do a TV special or something. Just how how before the times were Siegfried and Roy that they were live um, filming their own demise 
that's something that you see happen all the time i feel like on social media and they were like yeah let's get a camera on this mauling did they film the mauling oh, I, i'm sh- i feel like they must have if, if was they it, did, sh- it was during a show right yeah but i think all the shows were filmed they did like 20 shows a week or something whoa they were the biggest thing in vegas there's they I were was huge. in vegas there's a statue of them just on the street in vegas whoa. Uh, I mean, yeah, they did all the they did all the shows. It, they did they had like TV movies too. Okay, huh? I just never saw any of those. One in two thousand four, somehow after the attack. oh the after miracle, the, the miracle, the miracle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. They were in Ocean's Eleven, and uh, yeah, they have one called Siegfried and Roy: The Magic Box in okay. nineteen ninety nine. The Art of Magic. They had already been well established by that point, though. The Legend of Sarmati. Sarmati, which is uh, the name of one of the lions in the show. Mm. For those of you unaware, stands for Siegfried and Roy Masters of the Impossible. Really? I, I looked it up. I didn't know that off the top of my oh, head. Oh, they had, they, had, uh, they had a TV special all the way in 1980. Yes, yeah, so that's probably... There were three channels that probably launched them. Do you think they came up them. with the name Sarmati? Did they like the name Sarmati? And then were like, how can we... Or, because as a... Either way, it's kind of a clunker. So I think that's the magic word they use. Oh, okay. Which, you know, they were all about branding. (laughs) It never really uh, overtook open sesame in the public consciousness. (laughs) Sarmati. It's uh, there. It's, uh, you know, maybe like Gen X Bazinga. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sarmati. Oh, I think we should turn it into this show's bazinga. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it needed it needed a bazinga. I would say that was like, I wrote that in the notes. It needed a bazinga. <laughs> yeah, father of the pride. Not enough catchphrases in yeah. this. One more thing they could have automated in this uh, show. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it, it was the most AI scripted show that I've ever watched that I'm sure was not scripted by a robot, but it totally... well. We've just evolved so far past now with technology to where you can just do animated shows that are of the same level of quality as Father of the Pride, but it took so much time and effort to make. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's almost like an insult to 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 computers. I it's it's <laughs> I mean, the, it, for one, like the animation is looks crazy. Oh, it looks awful for two thousand four. Especially the 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 people like Secret and Roy and the grandma which we'll get into it i'm sure but like uh like the animals look whatever you know the animals look fine it's the it's the people that look like grotesque which is maybe intentional this was the same year as the incredibles really think about that for a second so yeah you know hair technology had really just just come a long way value is just like or maybe if we were to watch the incredibles now we'd be like ew but like were people I i don't know i mean they looked like they look they look like weird like sex puppets. Do you know what it looks like? Are they familiar with the film Food Fight? No. No. Food Fight was a film that they pretty much animated the whole thing. Okay. And then they lost the hard drive or someone stole the hard drive that it was on. But they had already invested so much money that they just had to make Food Fight again in a panic as cheaply as possible so they didn't lose all their money because they had paid for celebrities to do the voices like Charlie Sheen, before he went crazy, is the lead. I think Wayne Brady is in it. It was going to be a real film about like all the foods in a grocery store coming to life or something. And when they had to reanimate it, it looks exactly like this. It is the budget of a film that they had to make Dude, quick after their hard drive I'd got just stolen. I'd love for some... P- oh, so they got stolen. I'd love for just like some PA 
you know, to just like, he's supposed to take the hard drive from one and he slips and it cre- just like, how do you lose a film? Yeah. How do you not have <laughs> enough backups? It is. That's so crazy. That's it's almost like that can't, there's gotta be something. It. I think they I really. I want to see the movie about the food fight. I wish heist. it existed. I think there, <laughs> there just weren't great backups in the early days of uh, CG animation because there's also a story of, I think, Toy Story 2 huh. at Pixar. At some point, their power just went out. Like everything got wiped, like right Whoa. before they were done Toy Story 2. And the only reason they were able to save it was because a woman had gone on maternity leave like two days before and they sent her home with a backup. Wow. So they were able to save it from that. Wow. Dude, the computers, remember when, like, I was just thinking about how, like, Remember like computer viruses, you know, like th- there's all these like mythical, like, oh, like your hard drive got wiped. Like these things that don't really happen at like kids today would just be like, what do you mean your hard drive got wiped? Like, what do you mean you got a vi- you downloaded a virus from watching, from downloading the Paris Hilton sex tape or whatever? <laughs> those still happen. Wow, that's a classic. They, those still happen, but they realized it was more lucrative to go after businesses and cities and uh-huh. stuff and hold their computers for ransom essentially. Huh. Speaking of computers, I wish got held for ransom. Yeah. Um, DreamWorks Animation. <laughs> so really they, yeah, crazy. basically what happened is they re- they came in, they wanted to uh, become the future of like 3D animation. Mm-hmm. By looking these. 10 years in the past. Well, because it's TV, because it's the thing of you can do it, you can do a like kind of shitty animation to start, and then the writing will carry you through, and then you can make it look better as it goes is it just like a production value i mean i know like yeah are you referencing like the simpsons or like these shows that started like well a lot of shows like south i mean south park the simpsons family guy uh even you look at like uh rick and morty and stuff like that doesn't look as pretty and gets streamlined down in their second season but you know why this wouldn't have ever looked better is because the lead time on it was so immense because of how arduous cg was at the time Oh, that's fair. Like it was in production, and then one of them got mauled, and they were like, it's too late. We have to finish it now. We've invested too much. And so it aired yeah. a year after the mauling. <laughs> yeah. That's like so this, funny. This is like if a year later, for if for some reason, they were making a Harambe cartoon, and then a year later, they just had to air it because they would have lost too much money. And it's all about how Harambe is like being held in captivity. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. And it's just... <laughs> no, it's like if Harambe was, was doing like <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. Everybody. How sad it is that we put it, these beautiful wild animals in these horrible cages. Well, the thing is, like Siegfried and Roy got mauled by a lion, yeah. and in this, they're just hanging this, out with Siegfried and Roy. But, but kind of, I mean, that's what uh, like I don't know uh, if you guys have like a, a scheme for how this is structured. If we're like pretty go through it, um, but like the, the, I mean, the notable line. John in the Goodman. first in the first episode is um where is it who is somebody who's like oh that's my slave name yes which is which like alludes to one of the is it the panda who's like oh yeah oh don't yeah. call me bong bong that's why yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. slave name i'm nelson which is like speaks to a, a, a really deep darkness <laughs> at the root of of like animals yeah, they're captivity. all prisoners and there they're all sl- they consider themselves slaves i mean slaves here's the weird he's it's the, the larry the lion is a professional slave of siegfried and roy who aren't who are but and then their role what like like once that's said then it's immediately 
and maybe this is like my like woke pilled 2023 brain but then i'm like oh those are the slave masters and those are <laughs> and those are evil they are evil men and they are sort of like these evil guys but they don't really what they don't really do anything like they are the most fun people on the show evil they like it's like make them evil or not are they slave masters or are they not are these animals like in captivity or are it, they not it is weird that they allowed that slave line to go through because siegfried and roy were producers on this yeah they were heavily involved but they don't weird. do their own voices but here's the weird thing about you bring up that panda specifically because there is uh an indian elephant that they give a heavy indian accent and name to yes but these pandas come in and andy richter and lisa kudrow I, yeah, I Why wrote that down. There's no. Why don't they have Chinese accents? Yes, you need to pick a lane. Are you racist or not? I, I, I literally wrote that. Yeah, the <laughs> elephant's name is literally. Why is, why is the elephant Indian and no one else? <laughs> yeah, because the elephant is Indian with a thick accent, and his only joke is that he might be gay for a turkey. Also, right. and for turkey, no reason, and the turkey is the only animal that doesn't speak English. Yeah, but the it's like turkeys. They're smart animals. They're certainly you know. They're up there. The flamingo is uh, like a violent misogynist. (laughs) By the way, by the way, the name of the uh, the elephant was is Chutney. Stop it, dude! (laughs) What Uh, is that? His slave name too? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, Brian George from uh, uh, "You're a Very Bad Man," Jerry Seinfeld. Is he Indian? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank God. Uh, so yeah, it is. I guess it, Brian that George is. is it's probably not. No, it is okay. Uh, I mean, that would be very funny if like all the uh, all the lines are just like heavily African. Uh, I it, that would be a great. I mean, there's so many things that like. Oh yeah, the lion. Yeah, the lion should be. You're right. Well, one of the, li- the his the dad line is played by Carl Reiner. And he's always yeah. going on about when I was in Africa. And I'm like, come on, Carl. <laughs> You're from LA. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is funny. Even just the way Carl Reiner looks and he's playing like against type. He's just playing so- this like awful misogynist dude, which is not like a Carl Reiner character. Usually he usually plays like much nicer people. It's, I mean, that's what's uh, like there. It's just so mean. Like all the, and that's like, I feel like I feel like that's a classic like um pitfall of a lot of sitcoms is that the writing is just 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 incredibly cruel but it's just like and then it's just on to the next line you know it's just like every laugh line is just like the meanest thing that you could possibly say about a character because like I feel like that's how a lot of people think about jokes is like at the expense of like somebody else and like whatever but uh like this show <laughs> the amount of fat phobia in the, the amount of like fat shaming in this show <laughs> is so insane and we're talking about pandas like that a panda has like any sort of like weight 2004 limit. baby well, 2004 no they've had it easy too long <laughs> these pandas should be that like bears it, it's it's just like the 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 melding of like what humans find like hot sexy and like our standards of beauty and then like into these an Animals, animals that then, are like, some fat things are are, sh- are, sh- are shared and some things aren't and it's like you want the the panda to have like abs i'll say i want the panda sweet pair of tits just yeah. real big <laughs> double d by the way to panda say, milkers but to they say, are they do sexualize the animals all the time like we're supposed to i mean the kate the 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 uh 
the the female lion larry's wife has a fat ass like the panda gets stuck almost like in uh almost like a porn spoof you know where she gets oh, stuck yeah. in the railing and then she's like don't look at my at like don't look at my ass they like the the men all cat call all the animals as they walk past them on their porch oh, yeah, just the like bird. from behind by the way you brought up uh larry's wife and can i make a weird casting point about yeah. her played by uh cheryl hines yeah it was larry david's wife in curb your enthusiasm yes which means they were just sitting around like who do we know that can play a wife of a larry that's so funny because <laughs> when i heard her say larry the first time i was like i've heard that before oh my god do you think that this show inspired the curb your enthusiasm no this the, was after curb curb, curb had already curb had already aired? curb's been on forever man wow curb was already on the air in 2004 i'm pretty sure it was like 2000 2000 you're right now. yeah wow curb was already on the cheryl, air cheryl what are you doing Making money, dude. <laughs> I guess. Curb's been inconsistent. Who knew if that was going to be on the air one season or a thousand? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's true. Cheryl, come on. But it's like... <laughs> it does feel like it's before, but like, they're like, yeah, they just cast her again as a wife. Just The wife of Larry. Larry. What a weird thing to be typecast as. <laughs> I also like, uh, again, just in terms of like the way that, you know, some things, like they talk about how um the pandas there's only like six of them left which you think would be like a darker line than it's like given credit for that that your species is extremely close to extermination but i'm also pretty sure that the pandas are to save time the same character model but they added a bow to the woman yeah yeah yeah, they just didn't care they're like yeah obviously that that is the one thing about the show the character design is everything looks very muted and bland yeah like what do you expect from jeffrey katzenberg bright colors oh man like shrek no he just kind of wants to do things and doesn't care really about the quality famously like jeffrey katzenberg created this show and i I don't know how familiar you are with the history of jeffrey katzenberg he was he was um his dream head of disney hmm. okay and then he co-founded dreamworks with uh steven spielberg and david geffen he was in charge of the animation and he was just so petty against his old uh employers at disney that he tried to make movies based on everything that he knew they had in production mm-hmm. like to the point that he made ants in order to cut the legs out from underneath the bug's life dude but ants slapped more than a bug's life they're both good, but Ants is like, and this is what, it's funny that he created that show because Ants is like the most politically, it's like, in, it's like an incredibly like leftist, like collectivized um, David versus Goliath sort of film, like kind of like openly. And there yeah, all these, was a, that was a bug's life. He was just trying to rip off a bug's life in every way. But it was like, it was, yeah, I guess it was just like, it just like raised the volume on those, on those things that even like I, <laughs> I felt as a kid and I was like, oh, that's kind of like fucking sick, you know? And like, and, <laughs> I love but, the idea of you got radicalized by ants. Dude, ants, I swear ants is like, r- ants radicalize people. Are you thinking of a bug's life? I think I'm thinking of ants. Okay. It's Woody Allen. I th- Patrick but, Warburton. I mean, it, it's been, it's been 20 years, but it's. Woody Allen was the main ant. What color is the ant in your mind? Uh, Dark brown. Yeah. yeah that's ants. Yep. Yeah, but I, you know, uh, fact check me if I'm if I'm if I'm wrong about the 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 plot. No, it's it, it that is the plot. Uh, although it doesn't have Jeffrey Katzenberg at all on. But yeah, he didn't create ants. He was in charge of DreamWorks. Mm. He knew that they were making a Bug's Life when he left Disney, and he wanted to screw them. He created Father of the Pride, though. 
Yeah, but he was also like he's like the producer on like Shrek. Yeah, because he ran DreamWorks Animation and Chicken Run, Rotel Dorado, Prince of Egypt. Yeah, but my point is that like Katzenberg, I brought up the ends thing because he'll do something not for creativity. Mm. He'll do something because he has some weird reason that he wants it made, like like real politique. He but t- for yeah, animate for an animation studio. Yeah. That's, so he that's had, so funny. He had some reason he wanted this made. He didn't really care about the quality. I think it was literally he saw it and went, oh, you can make a TV show out of this. Yeah, because he didn't develop it. There's a different guy credited as developing and show running it. Yeah, I Jonathan Groff. Yeah, I think it's the guy that created Blackish. Whoa. He didn't create Blackish. No, Jonathan Groff. Yeah, I recognize that name, but I couldn't. Well, there's also, I think the thing is, Jonathan Groff, there's like the actor. Yeah, this is not that guy. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure this is the guy that created Blackish. Uh, he was a writer oh. on Blackish. Well, scroll down on IMDb. Because it's, uh, I'm pretty sure Blackish people. was Kenya Barris. Maybe he co created it? Uh, nope. Kenya okay, Barris. My mistake. He was involved in Blackish heavily. But he's, like he's happy done a lot endings. Of stuff. Uh, he was the creator of Andy, uh, Andy Barker P.I. Oh, well, so Andy Richter. Yeah. He worked with him in Father the Pride and then said, I've got an idea. Yeah, they let him have a couple shows and then he's just solidly been writing. Jonathan Groff just solidly writes for, you know, everything. It's it's really, gra- I mean, gratifying to know that once you make it into the industry that you can't, you literally can't do anything to write yourself out of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Father of the Pride. I, people have. Yeah. <laughs> But Father of the Pride, could, I... This is so badly written. It, I There were points where I recognized competency throughout. Uh-huh. I didn't laugh, but I went, I could see someone laughing. Yeah. I mean, the, the slave name line, I was like, oh, shit, is that... I thought I was almost, like, stoked. And then there was the, there was the line where he's like, before the white man came. And I was like, oh, shit, are we about to do this? And like, not even and a little bit. never addressed again. And it's like... The whole setup, at least in the pilot, uh, like it's like okay, it's a zoo, but it's the suburbs. What's well? Here's your confusion. Uh, that's not supposed to be the pilot. It aired first on television, but they also have an unaired pilot, which I also watched. But then the highest rated episode that you were supposed to watch before David gave you the wrong episode was supposed to be aired first. Huh. So there's a bunch of plot before this i guess they aired this one first because they thought it was the funniest but instead they, they i think they just had to add in that thing at the beginning where he just kind of walks down the street and says hi to everybody so that you get a sense for who the characters are yeah because but, the pilot has that kind of same scene it's really? a little different but there's a pilot episode before all this it didn't even air but you can find online where there you meet all the characters they're doing siegfried and roy's show Sarmody, his father-in-law Carl Reiner, is like the star lion, but he messes up, and then Siegfried and Roy are like, "He's too old. We need to find a new star lion," and they end up with promoting Larry. John Goodman to hmm. the star lion, and then there's a bunch of things where Carl Reiner's mad at John Goodman, but then they come to an understanding at the end, and then the last line of that episode is Siegfried and Roy saying, "Look at them. They love each other. We should give uh, Sarmody a reward in his old age." By letting him move in with his daughter and her husband, which uh-huh. then leads into the episode David was supposed to send you, which was the highest rated episode, but was also supposed to be the pilot <laughs> where they move in 
with their dad and then they set up the show again because that was supposed to air first. So there's a pre-pilot and then a pilot. But then the pilot those ends up airing as episode nine. <laughs> so like if you're actually trying to watch this as it airs. <laughs> that's so that's funny. a mess. It's so, so messy. Because something must happen <laughs> in between because by the time we get to this episode, which is just like supposed to be a mid-season episode that they aired first for whatever reason, Sarmody's not living with them anymore. He pops in at the start of the episode and be like, I gotta I gotta check out your TV because mine's broken. But he still has a rug there for some reason. Yes. No, the rug the rug is from the, ep- the other episode, the one that was supposed to air first. Gotcha. You're mixing up your episodes right now. Yeah, I I am the foremost lore expert on Father of the Prime <laughs> in the world at this point. It's it, but it yeah, I it gets uh, just and I guess with like bad shows this happens all the time, but there're like so many little um nuggets that are that are just seem dropped inexplicably like the very first line of the show which I guess is what people perceive to be the pilot that I guess wasn't is like about how the little lion um like loves Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But also like um and then that's let's he's he's like there's a Gandalf toy references dropped again later but like that whole thing is never addre- it seems like totally it just I guess that the kid is a nerd and it's it's spe- it's specific but it doesn't actually build into the character it's just like it's just little pieces which is a way to make your characters more interesting but they have to be interesting characters it still can't be just their one character quality i consider it a minor miracle that gandalf was the reference character there because there are weird like brand synergy things throughout oh, and yeah. that is outside of the branding of either nbc or dreamworks yeah because at one point in one of the episodes, I, I look, man, I watched too many episodes. I don't know if this is in either of the episodes you watched. But at one point, uh, Larry's wife says to him, come, let's watch Conan, which what? airs on NBC. <laughs> and like it recurs later. Where he's like, I'm going to come back. Can't wait to see you. Where he's like, you talking about me or Conan? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's why almost, do they watch Conan? It's almost like a like an entourage style. It has like elements of like the entourage style insider baseball, where like um, big animals from the screen and stage, yeah, like come in like like you know our guest stars. Yeah, exactly. Like you know DiCaprio or somebody might guest star an entourage. Uh, and this we get Donkey from Shrek. We get. We get Eddie Murphy, which I was like, Eddie Murphy did that? That's crazy. DreamWorks brand synergy. Probably they had him under contract to be donkey and a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I guess I don't, I think I read it on Wikipedia that there's also an episode with Matt Lauer in the Today Show. Oh my God. They were just trying, unless I'm thinking of one of the other shows we watched, I'm pretty sure it was this one. No, that would make sense. They just kept trying to like brand, I think they thought this was going to be their Simpsons, their biggest show. Yeah, I mean, it would have been, I feel like it, if and maybe this kind of t- television hadn't re- i guess it had a curve to drop but like like a uh, uh, a sitcom with like a deep cynicism attached to it where like these are animals in captivity like they should resent being in captivity and never once do you see them address their cage address except for the slave line where it's like okay so if, the, if that kind of like radical i like talk it. is even being ad- is even being addressed then there should be some fucking like hey man i like i like the idea he like, was once in africa and yeah. now he's in las vegas he loved africa too he talks about it a lot he's like oh i killed a zebra there i love it 
What? But also, like, if that's the tone you want to have in your show, you can't have the theme song be John Goodman peppily singing Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. I would like to note, he knocks it out of the park. (laughs) John Goodman, consummate professional, does a great rendition of Viva Las Vegas. By the way, do you know who else uh, stars as himself in the show? Kevin Spacey. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What is Kelsey Grammer doing as himself? Uh, Oh, Frasier was still on. That's an NBC show. Yep. Oh, my God. And Kelsey Grammer's cat was also in it, played by Dave Foley. Incredible. Dave Foley from A Pug's Life. Dude, I thought when when it was crossing the picket line. His father, the pride. I'm like, oh, dude, this is going to be like a a pro polygamy show where this 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 lion (laughs) is just going to have all these all of these these mates around. I and love the idea. This, it's going to be Mormon themed. I I would love if this whole show had had been a weird Mormon allegory. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, the lions are just desperate to get to Colib or whatever the fucking planet is. Speaking of, literally, like the first thing we hear in the episode that they aired as the pilot is John Goodman going like, "I got to get home. My wife is in heat." It's so Jesus horny. Christ. The show is so unbelievably horny, and it's. Ah man, it for for no not no reason, but there's like it's aggressively horny. And it's it the entire plot line of the first of the 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 now pilot is is like will Larry get to fuck or not? But while his also, wife wants to make a baby. Th- they're clearly trying to like present it as a sitcom for if not outright children, families. But it's like about lovable cartoon animals and they kept advertising us from the creators of shrek yeah so kids probably tune in to be like i can't wait to watch this and oh okay i don't really get these jokes about how my wife won't sleep with me anymore so who's your audience here who's your I mean, audience they, kind of like the you know like shrek was was so masterful at at melding that sort of adult humor with like with a great kids movie and like the like that that first line was like the zoom bam bing bong or whatever he's like and then that's like a euphemism that he uses for sex and then his kid overhears it and then repeats it oh like yeah that seemed like a, a total shrek attempt like something that would that would um shrek attempt like a, yeah ex- attempted that like that 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 um elusive middle where you're like something that adults can watch and have fun um like the, an elf uh, a shrek but, like one of those movies that like that line that he tells his son, the z- what you called a zoom like bing bong or whatever. Yeah. I believe it's he says a uh, zoom a zoom and a boom boom, which is actually from Rex and Effects's Rump Shaker. What? So it's a very specific reference that kids aren't going to like. That's like how the show opens with a reference <laughs> what's to the, Rump what's, Shaker. What's the reference? That was a hit rap song from the early '90s about shaking butts. All I want to do is rump, boom boom. All I want to do, do is zoom boom, a zoom zoom, zoom, zoom and a boom boom. Just yeah. shake your rump. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude! That's how this show opens in 2004. That's with so a reference funny. to Rump Shaker. I, dude, I love how just sometimes writers are just like, yeah, we all know this. this. Is, the youth love you know love to hippity hop it, don't they? <laughs> I don't even know how well I remember the, that song was at the time, dude. I and I was it even like a huge hit. It was I a mean, mild a, hit. I I I knew it when he was like, "It's Rump Shaker." I I knew what the song was, okay. but I didn't even figure it out from the like hearing it on when he said. Yeah, I'm gonna it, say eighty percent of people in 2004 were like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. Especially the kids that tuned in for Shrek and the fucking. I mean, the whole show is about. 
that whole first that whole episode is just about fucking then the panda wants to and the panda just like the audacity that like horny like other panda not the not the woman the male panda who comes in and is just like immediately like tries to wife uh the lioness yeah we probably should explain the whole show and plot to people it's i mean it's simple so the uh, the lion wants to, Larry the lion wants to have sex with his wife, Kate, but things keep getting in the way then mainly because Kate's best friend, who's a panda, um, is lonely and keeps crying at their house. Played and by Lisa Kudrow. Played by Lisa Kudrow. In her finest role. Yeah. And then another panda gets brought into the zoo. Um, and so he they're gets like- brought into the zoo because Siegfried and Roy want to start a breeding program for pandas. Right. But here's the thing. If you breed a panda in captivity- in order to have a panda in the first place, you have to have made an agreement with China who would have sent you that panda that any pandas born to that panda belong to China. Right. So and they so can't even was, keep any pandas that it was are born. A, this, the script is just a geopolitical farce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really, How dare. It, it really doesn't dig into panda diplomacy enough in my opinion you know that's look because when the pandas were arriving i was like oh shit they're going there and then they just do nothing with it then siegfried and roy like take off in a spaceship and it's never elaborated on no it's it's never it's literally never elaborated on and okay so then the panda so then so then then larry because larry wants to fuck his wife his goal is then to get the male panda to fuck the The female uh, female panda who's his wife's best friend and get her out of their house. Um, but unfortunately the male panda falls in love with Larry's wife, the hot lion and the hot lioness. And so um, he has to have a talking to with the male panda and get him to not stop trying to fuck his wife. And then he has to make the romantic gestures that the panda was making to his wife in the end. And then it seems like they do fuck. Yeah, they at least go on a date. No, the, the lights dim and they like hold hands. Oh, I think with the pandas. No, you're oh, right. yeah, Larry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Larry, yeah. And Larry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. lions definitely fuck. Oh, I don't yeah. Think if you watch the deleted scenes on the DVD, it's pretty explicit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see everything. Hey, guys, if you're enjoying the episode, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. Also, you can follow us all on Instagram at DPIC Comedy. Daniel F. Crow and Unofficial Elliot. And also check out Elliot's shows all around the city at Pure Chaos Comedy. You can follow them on Instagram also. So get into it. Also follow me on TikTok, LitGrandma69 and Goblin King out right now on YouTube. Back to the episode. Dude, I mean that's how you that's how you know that the show tanked is because there wasn't like when we were just beginning our p- pornographic journeys that there weren't like father of the pro- like there were there were like porn Simpsons of, yeah like the Simpsons shit like the fucking uh, My Little Pony porn that was every like there was like well, do furries even make custom porn? Dude, they're like all furry. Sort- yeah, it's oh, a joke. Yeah, it's oh, a joke. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, this could have been so huge for like it seemed like catered to the furry community. Well, there were a lot of comments on the videos on YouTube. They're like, finally, glad to see this again after all these years. Release it on DVD. I'm like, you guys don't like this for the actual show. You're you're horny for life. I mean, it's just, just so it. funny. Just like when they're making like Kate's body, and they're just like, I think you could give her a slightly fatter ass. Yeah, the lion should be curved in all yeah. the right. That you know, all lions have childbearing hips. Yeah, and they do. I mean, it's yeah. They give what what I thought was okay. So the little um, 
so so hunter so larry's kid hunter he goes to school there and that in the second episode that that is a big part of the the episode um and in the school there are these lions with like these shaggy bowl cuts these like little kid lions and i was like oh they're like putting manes on the kid lions so that we know that those are boy lions but hunter's a boy lion and doesn't have the mane are those supposed to be like pubescent lions? he just styles his hair differently Daryl Sabara hasn't gone through puberty yet, but in the show, maybe that's why it's he's the wearing, kid from Spy it's Kids. It's because they castrated okay. him because he's wearing the cone the whole time. Yeah, and that's never addressed. No, it is. The uh, daughter says she doesn't want to babysit him because she he has a rash and she doesn't like that. So that's why presumably does he have to keep... a ra- Why? Oh, so he can't stop scratch. He can't yeah. stop biting the rash. Yeah, I assume. So they had to put a cone on his head. Yeah. What a dork Hunter is. Yeah, he doesn't even have a a sick like. Ramon's haircut. <laughs> I'd even think about that. Yep, because you wouldn't have a mane no, until until you're fully grown line. They don't have manes. Man, this show fucking ruined. That's the real reason we're mad at the show. <laughs> but it's it was just like, but, but they but they do it for some of the lines, and then not Hunter, who's also supposed to be a boy. It just didn't. I was like, he's not through puberty. I guess yeah, yeah. it's got to be puberty. It's be puberty. And so sort of these, it's sort of like a a Kansas style one room schoolhouse K through eight. <laughs> in the same in the same room I mean, yeah well it's a slave state they don't have it's a slave state <laughs> these animals are enslaved is the gopher or whatever she's just pimped. hanging out like there's no way they're using him in the show i think he just might be like a prairie dog or something from the surrounding I mean, area that just hangs out they're being snagged like cattle yeah. it's so crazy to include the slave line and then because it's like yeah they're being like once you give them human intelligence like like animals in captivity it's like it's like one thing when you know animals they're animals they're animals well, yeah but once you give them human intelligence and then and then have them cognizant of their own predicament and then have it, <laughs> in the, and then have it never addressed again in the unaired pilot they they do bring up that they can't talk in front of humans but they don't explain why huh and at one point one of them because they get whipped no <laughs> well um the Jesus. gopher or whatever accidentally talks in front of siegfried or roy i don't know which one and he the siegfried or roy just goes ah and then he thinks he was hallucinating so, so they can talking they physically can but they've self-imposed oh why even they just... don't want to talk in front of them that's crazy it's like toy story the toys can physically talk but they choose not to in front of humans Wait, I, I yeah, I that's didn't true. That. Yeah, that's why they always they always just pretend to be toys. But I didn't realize that it was even possible. Oh, it yeah, because they they attack. Woody Sid. talks to Sid at the right. end. Yeah, right. Wow. So the the animals all just choose not to talk to Siegfried and Roy, huh? For no reason, other than they're their slave masters and they don't want them to know they speak another language. But like, if they knew that they could talk. Nothing stops because they're on stage in front of a whole auditorium every night. Yeah. Several times a day. They could. Nothing totally... stops them from saying, things. people, please hear my plea. We yep. are sentient. We demand <laughs> <Yeah>. freedom. <laughs> but they're also lying. Actually, maybe in real life, that's what happened. One of the lines attacked Siegfried or Roy and nearly like killed that, him. Like what a finale to the show. Yeah. You know? that <laughs> they, they also reference it in that unaired pilot like the you see the stage show and Siegfried really we're so happy to be back after we were gone for a while for unspecified reasons wow yeah that that's, i think we know why the pilot did it gail yeah that's not exactly what they say but they're like we're happy to be back we were gone for a while but we love you 
Oh, they just kind of acknowledge it. Yeah, they, they don't... don't do a joke or anything about oh. it. But they do acknowledge that Siegfried and Roy didn't do shows for a bit. But in real life, I don't think they ever did shows after the Molly. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. I want I, after the a line that you just like um, abused for however long that line was in captivity for well like, no they were generally very good with the animals That's, i don't think that any line yeah i saw, any, any I saw line the show in, they got a pretty nice house any line in captivity is i mean especially in the in like a these are wild animals you know what i'm yeah. saying like yeah they belong in my i'm not like i'm i'm not like a crazy vegan but i think that like zoos and especially like circus not a great reputation um yeah for sure that just like I, just Siegfried and Roy are known for having a very good reputation with their animals, like specifically. No, they gave them a whole um track house and and uh you know a whole suburb. It was extremely <laughs> generous. But I I uh I just wonder if after that lion mauls you, you know, if they were like, you know, we'll call it even. Yeah, and I think uh we got we had a good run from you know the exploitation of <laughs> we we of really these, of god's most majestic creatures yeah this was just like at the this airs like right when people are starting to get uncomfortable with animals used for entertainment yeah they would have been better suited to make a sitcom about Cirque du Soleil yeah because people are still fine with that and those and those and those and yeah the people that do those are I mean freaks and should be in they should be in captivity as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) just call it circus of the sun (laughs) yeah Is that too much to ask? <laughs> it turns out you can unicycle too well, and you shouldn't be allowed amongst the rest of us. Well, everybody would just feel intense feelings of jealousy at all points. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about... Uh, we could talk about any of the episodes, I guess. I, the donkey oh, yeah. one is... Because you've seen that, and you've seen enough of it. I saw part of it, and then I, and then I read the description for the episode. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be watching this, and I'm annoyed. I'm going to stop watching this episode. Yeah. Because... The the attempt at brand synergy to remind people that Shrek exists. I think probably Shrek 2 or Shrek the 3rd was coming out at the time. Yep. So, but like, come on, man. We're all aware of Shrek. You couldn't just, there were yeah. five years where Shrek was, for those of anyone listening that wasn't there, this probably isn't going to so, help, but it was on the level of Austin Powers or Borat where you couldn't escape the quotes. Does Shrek exist? Yes, yeah, but no, no, no. In no this, they say yeah. in that episode, like, oh, donkeys here. Who cares? I wish it was the big green man instead. Whoa, which means oh. ogres are real in this universe, <laughs> right? Right, but they're not kept in captivity. Which, which means that Lord of the Rings is is nonfiction. We don't know that for certain because I like that is a jump. <laughs> is it? I mean, he says he's going to get him a Gandalf action figure. Yeah, and I know that it. So Lord of the Rings, the movies had come out already. Yeah, but they might be more like a kid. But I know, but if Shrek, if Shrek Shrek exists, okay, but like war exists in our universe and we have fictional war movies. Right. But I will say if you have Shrek, you do have, that means fairy godmothers exist. Do you think that's the reason all the animals can talk? (laughs) Wait a minute, we're, we're real getting, magic exists, we're but we're getting we, closer to solving. No, no, real magic exists show. in this universe, but we see for a fact that Siegfried and Roy don't do real magic. They do fake they magic. They do illusions. They stage magic. So why are people going to see them every <laughs> night when real magic exists? Well, they it's, don't do it in front of humans. Is, is real magic? We don't know that. Real why magic is impressive. It's the illusions are impressive. If you can do real magic, 
It's like, yeah, you're a magician, you know, like, I, I mean, that is that is always it. impressive. No one's ever been like, would you rather watch an NFL game where guys playing Madden? Because <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people watch Twitch now. I know, but not as many as watch the NFL. You know, you make a great point. No, that 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 is a great point. I, it's. I mean, and it's not like everyone has magic in the Shrek universe because Lord Farquaad is a normal human. Yeah, and he's more human looking than Siegfried and Roy are in this. He is. So, and, <laughs> let's and get we, into people it. are willing to do magic in front of him. So people are willing to do magic in front of regular people within that universe. Yeah. So why are people going to see Siegfried and Roy? Because well, they because of the animals. Yeah. So, but there's more impressive animals. Wait a minute. Donkey's willing to talk in front of people. That's true. Is Donkey allowed to talk Donkey's to humans? Like, fine talking in front of or people. Or is Donkey only allowed to talk to humans in, in the movies. movie Shrek? Yeah. But he's still a movie star within that universe. Like Shrek is a film within that universe Do you think where that they donkey, see Donkey talking. That in order to, to uh, keep up the illusion that animals aren't capable of speech, Donkey had to go and do voiceovers. He had to dub the Donkey. You know had, what I mean? He had to do his own dub. Yeah, they really the donkey make, do the dub. <laughs> <laughs> they really make it seem like he's doing a promo tour for the new Shrek film, which tells me like he's doing that, a commercial. Yeah, so donkey can talk to humans in this world. Yeah, but that's true. The animals were familiar with can't. And is donkey similarly enslaved? No, he lives in he lives in Los Angeles. He has a uh, he's a movie star. He's an animal he's a movie manager. star. Jesus Christ, this goes deeper than I could have ever imagined. And so that means that there are this cast of animals that live with humans as equals. Oh, my God. And so that means that then that donkey isn't advocating for for Larry's liberation. No, and he knows he knows that these are sentient animals. Yeah. So donkey is in many respects like... Uh, like Tom. someone that uh, collaborated with the Nazis in Europe as they yeah. invaded his country. Yeah. And he will be punished at some point. He, he, he better. I mean, that was, I mean, once you realize that he's um, a, a culpable, uh, what is it? I mean, there's a, there's a term for that. Was for He's that? a war criminal. <laughs> yeah. He's a war criminal. I mean, I mean, as our Cyprian, I mean, crazy. The, you can imagine, what's the origin story of how Larry got to the United States? I bet it wasn't fun. He actually uh, says that, like, he almost talks about it like he was, uh, like, an old Ellis Island immigrant. Like, he always wanted to get to America, and now he's a star. So, he seems to be into it. Mm. So, I guess it's dependent on the animal. Well, okay. So, let's talk about the second episode, then. So, it's a, it's a, what does your dad do? Like, bring your dad to work, or school day. Yeah. Career day. Yeah. And uh, one of them has... Uh, the what is it the lion from mgm was that it the yeah, movie line, line? Dude, I, had line. Bailed. I had bailed mgm line was one was the, already that was in the beginning yeah once i heard them talking about donkey i was like this is not the episode i'm supposed to watch oh fair but he, if the mgm line was the first and he was like this hot lion who also seems like donkey to have like uh a lot uh, of connections and can talk career and yeah. can talk so it's not like they're required to keep lions no. In captivity. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. They just do it because it's fun. Yeah. 
and then he's like, they're embarrassed by the dad. He's like, I know Donkey. I'll bring Donkey into the mix. Yeah. And they're like, you can't do that. You don't know him. Wait, so he's embarrassed by his dad, who's the star of Siegfried and Roy's show in this community where everyone yeah, works for Siegfried they, and Roy? They, it's, yeah. It's, it's pitched as this like loser. I mean, it must be like going to school in LA at one of those like fancy LA private schools and like, you know, and and your a father is like a yeah, maybe he's Siegfried and Roy's, he's Penn and Teller's assistant, you know? And everybody else in your in your classes, it seemed like an A-list cast. Like these kids have such high standards. Like I remember even the teacher, the like, teacher, remember, by the way, did you ever have, like a bring, you know, a, a, a meet your parent. What was it called? Like when you, when you bring your parent to a, to school career day, day, career, day, yeah. career day. And like, I, I remember speaking to accountants and like, you know, publishers, like, and like, you know, like deli clerks. Like it wasn't like there was this crazy high standard. Well, I mean, the firefighter, cause you're not in Vegas. One. You're not in yeah. Vegas. So wait, why are all the families of these celebrity animals living in Siegfried and Roy's compound? Have they all been enslaved? No, those the the families the the MGM lion and the donkey live outside of, and they come in as as like favored guests. So why are people not impressed? It doesn't make any sense. And I've thought that I wrote that down. I was like, why? It's he's got a great job. That's a cool job. He has the best job of anyone in the compound. I will say that it doesn't seem like the most. I mean, we don't really get to see him at least in the two episodes. We don't really get to see him performance. Oh, you see like, it in the unaired pilot. You see, dude. It. I'm like, I'm like, is he a highly skilled lion or is he just sort of like some some straight man putts? Because then. You know, I, I wanted him in this in this moment to be like, hey, I can I know a little bit of magic. I'm a professional magician's assistant. Instead, he's like, I, I'm just kidding, guys. I'm I'll get you a loser. celebrity. He's like, I'll I'm find so you. sorry. He should have been like, do you know? I'm on stage for thousands and thousands of people every day. I I know? could kill I Siegfried and Roy. In the, yeah, and I don't. And I could <laughs> kill all of you. And I and I will. You're not my. You're not of my pride. You're not. You're not. You're not one, one of my, my. You're not one of my many wives. Yeah. You're not the spawn of one of my many wives. And actually, it's my duty. If we were in the safari, it'd be my duty to rip you to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, he's like, oh, I'm so pleased. Oh, what? I know, but uh, I know Donkey. And here's the thing. John Goodman could do that. He yeah. could do. He would do that really well. I've I, John Goodman being menacing is one of the best John Goodman types. What a career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, John Goodman is. um, He'll do. A lot of stuff. He's pretty much like an Eric Roberts that ends up in good things. One of the most varied careers at, yeah. like, of all time has to be. Yeah. I mean, from fucking Big Lebowski to fucking, I mean, was Roseanne. It? Roseanne. He's done like, uh, he, what was that Tarantino movie he was in? Was he uh, fucking. Which Tarantino movie? I think Was he in F Hateful Eight or no. some shit? Um, he was in something that I was like, damn, John Goodman's scary. Where he played like a oh he's in fucking uh the Cloverfield Lane no no no, no the the, the uh, oh Red brother State? where art thou yeah that's oh, Cohen Brothers that's yeah. still Cohen Brothers he's in a lot of yeah, Cohen yeah, yeah, Brothers yeah. stuff yeah John Goodman's very good at everything he does including this he's given it his all and he's very good in it the issue is not John Goodman <laughs> the, the issue is Jeffrey Katzenberg went to face and went oh a cartoon about the animals and then everyone made it with no passion and it looked terrible because of how quickly the technology was advancing at the time and how long it took them to make it. Yeah, no passion. And I think just also just like, like I guess that's the whole thesis of our of our critique of it is like, and just like no worldview at all. You know what I mean? Like like the the lines about, about slavery and when the white man came like are just these throwaway lines that I, 
with even just a little bit more play up in the show would make for like a much more dynamic, interesting show. I think it, it's just like the worldview is just like the world is just so complicated. As we just like discuss like how how do you even how do you simplify get, that? Well, the like world, once you add in the speaking and then like some do and some, it just like you can't even address it. Which I guess then there's all these elephants that people are like, wait, what? Well, there's only one elephant. Yeah. His name is Chutney, <laughs> and and he's gay and ashamed of it. <laughs> he's a gay yeah, Indian. Yeah, he's a closeted. Gay Indian Gay for elephant. Turkeys, yeah. Your, your question about the worldview, though, I would like to bring up the the episode that you should have watched, technically. But who cares? You're still not over that, and I'm and I and it's I. Not, and I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm, I'm mad at David, and I want him to know he messed up. Well, listen, um, I I sent I sent them as YouTube links to yeah, people. Yeah, YouTube had the wrong date. The but wrong. Could let me know. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, so there's there's an episode, and this was supposed this was supposed to be the first episode, but didn't air mm. as the first episode for some reason. And the basic plot of that is uh is murder okay? They Whoa. like spend the whole episode being like, should we kill the zebra or not? Yeah. It is literally they well, so they they ruined the uh the the grandfather's uh rug, his zebra rug. Which was the last thing he killed when he before he left Africa. And uh Cheryl Hines is She's like, oh, we can fix it. And then she thinks about her father more and gets mad and rips up the rug. Uh, so then they're like, we'll get a new one and we'll just we'll find a zebra who doesn't have any family. And then we'll bring him home from the bar and we'll murder him and turn him into a rug. Played by Richard Kind. Oh my God. Yep. R- yeah. Richard Kind giving his all. Very much a, a John Goodman style actor. Dude, that's so fun. Like these these. These people are just walking around as in their neighborhood, as human equals in this neighborhood, humanoid equals, anthropomorphized equals, and then, but like you could just peer into like your neighbor's house and just see like one of your kins like like plastered on a wall, like yeah, Yeah. like they're like Like, yeah, it is crazy. By your neighbor's house, and it's like, and you just if you know, and you just see like a human mask. It would be the equivalent if there was an episode of The Simpsons where they spent the entire episode debating uh, if they should kill Flanders or not. <laughs> yeah. And not for any purpose other than like we need a new rock. Because Homer's, Homer's tired of being bald and he wants to scalp Flanders. Yeah, that's exactly what it would head, be. His hair. <laughs> yeah. I got this hair from the last man I scalped in Africa. <laughs> Is this wrong? Is it wrong? It is literally them just like deciding whether or not they should murder. I that's why it wasn't the pilot because it is just an episode about being like, should we just but murder the, the this? actual pilot that they filmed would have been a functional pilot. Yeah, that's a basic. It's so yeah. funny because it's like it. That's exactly where the show just like falls apart completely. Is is just because they haven't figured out like how human are these things you know like how they live in the suburbs it's like every sitcom you've ever seen except they are animals and so i guess that means they do have this proclivity for you know killing and eating things but no lion who eats a zebra is saving this this skin that's what humans do because we're psychotic and we don't eat things for food anymore he also we he's not even a carnivore it's established in that episode that larry loves twinkies get it because he's fat yeah but they eat non-meats in this universe. Whoa. But it's weird that they keep bringing up that he's fat because in order to be the star lion for Siegfried and Roy, you'd have to be in relatively decent shape. It's a physical job. Also, also again, it's just like the amount that 
the show talks about like f- for those listening that haven't like seen it fat jokes make up 75% of all of the humor in these in these two episodes it's constant barrage everybody is because animals put on weight it's like how they get through the winter and shit it's like it's like part, it's like what they do <laughs> Animals put. I love the idea of someone like like yelling out in the show. That's what we do. It's for the winter. Yeah. If, I, if I was an animal, I'd be so pissed. I'm like fat. Like I'm. Sur- I'm. This is called survival. This is, this is peak performance. What if an an What if animals actually like could talk? And this is what finally led them to be like, I need to talk to these humans. <laughs> this is what sent them over the edge. If, if any animal, this would. That's how we know that they can't. Is because, yeah. Once the word got out about the show, uh, and you missed you missed a uh, uh, donkey having a stunt double that they capture, and then a pretend, gay... yeah, it's a gay coded like. Oh, that, I think I saw like Miguel. very. I saw a brief part where I skipped through because I'm like I'm not supposed to be watching this. I probably picked a random part of the episode, and I saw them them like doing that voice. I'm like, oh, weird. They didn't get Eddie Murphy for this. Oh, they did get Eddie Murphy for yeah. it. Yeah, no, I saw on IMDb later that they did. But that and little part I saw was, I guess, with Miguel. It is un- it is disconcerting, actually, to hear Eddie Murphy's voice in the show. It really, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, like watching like Robert Plant like play with the Wiggles or something. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, you're so much better than this. And Shrek, I mean, was a great move like i mean like, it was oh what a fall from grace <laughs> yeah it's the biggest fall from grace eddie murphy's ever taken <laughs> yeah no this is the only bad thing he's ever been in <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's just let's get to like what we would change about it if you could change one thing about it to make it better what would you pick i would give would um i would give the animals uh uh a bloodthirsty revolutionary uh mentality <laughs> they're just I calling each want, other comrade i yeah i know it about and the show would be about breaking the final magic show would be about you know setting the stage getting siegfried and roy to not see what's going on and then the goal is to get um is to get to yellowstone <laughs> to, <laughs> of all places yeah, like, and they set up their own ranch uh, kevin costner gets introduced <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like I I want to take that even one step further and they they realize that they can talk. So then it becomes a weird animal farm style power struggle mm. where they eventually all the animals uh for, form up in a bunker and it becomes Waco. What if it's instead of because they're animals instead of like And then they realize they're trapped of, in a, a zoo of their own making now. Instead of the Black Panthers they just call themselves the Black Guys. <laughs> You know, because panthers are animals. You can't be a black panther if you're if you are a lion. Technically, the lions are all African Americans. That's yeah. true. Voiced by yeah, white people. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm kind of going in the exact opposite direction as you guys for this. Okay. I think this might actually end up a fun show if the tone is more akin to Roger Rabbit, where they all just live in the same universe. The animals are stars of their own. They're talking openly. Yeah, if you just made it more like a Bojack Roger Rabbit style, yeah, yeah. I think you could probably try to make something interesting there, right? Where I mean, that almost seems it's so close. Like the idea that they just put them all in a zoo just doesn't make any sense. Like, why not just have them live? Because they with- actually have that zoo in Vegas, and they were promoting it. 
Wow, that's so crazy because you're right. It would be so easy because D Donkey and the MGM Lion already ostensibly do live like that, although it's not investigated at all. So just like have them, have them yeah, like, you know, Larry the Lion's SAG. He's a, you know, he's union. Or make it so Siegfried and Roy can talk to the lions so they're not just like these weird auxiliary elements in every like, episode. Yeah, we never even described how weird Siegfried and Roy are as characters in this. So weird. I mean, perverted. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in one of the episodes, this fucking the old lady. We didn't talk about that, dude. Yeah. Okay. That so we've got to talk about that. Okay. So, uh, Siegfried and Roy, their B plot is it, they have an Airbnb. There's an Airbnb style place, or just a BB Airbnb. Yeah. yeah, B and B, like an old style B and B, like small town, and that they're allegedly about, was in the place of this Wendy's that they like, Applebee's. <laughs> Applebee's. Yeah. Yeah. God. And they're worried about reverse gentrification. Yeah. As there's no like bright lights and it's not. It doesn't look like a, con a casino. So they're like, this is an eyesore in Vegas. It's yeah. doing that reversal. And the way they get around, they get him into it. Uh, eventually, he sleeps with the old lady. Uh, one of them sleeps with the old lady. It's like, listen, if you want this to happen again, we need to make some changes around here. And then they turn her uh, bed and breakfast into a casino. It's so deranged. It's crazy. That he, he just fucks the lady. He's like, listen, if you want more of this uh, Siegfried and Roy dick. And she's immediately like, yeah, whatever. My dream, no problem. Like, your penis was filled that void for me of you know running this business that's obviously you know millions of dollars in uh a, you know two million dollar build out but your penis yeah we we can we can i'll go into massive debt to make this also, a casino what a weird like like gigolo <laughs> like are we saying that that's um siegfried's type yeah, probably. I mean, I think I, I, I think they strike me I, as anything. Yeah, yeah, anything go goes. For anything. Right, that they're just like these horny they animals. Each other. I mean, one of the episodes, dare I say that they are more animal? And yeah. maybe that's the 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 subtext is that they are more animals than the animals that they, they should have just called this show "Horny Animals." Yeah, and yeah. that would have. I mean, that would have gotten you right to the top. Fox. It, this would have been on Fox. Yeah. for ten seasons. Yeah, so I think Siegfried and Roy do have the most interesting plots. Because they're just unhinged. Yeah, they're just doing unhinged B plots. Yeah. What what was what was one of the other ones? Oh, where he suddenly had a gambling addiction and they oh, gambled yeah. away their uh, jeweled cod piece. Right. The the cod piece is brought up in the first episode too, and you never see it. Oh, you see it in that other episode. Because that's the thing; they're out of order. You would have seen the cod piece several episodes that's so ago. Funny how badly the show was put together. That's the thing. We so normally also say like, amazing. "Hey, did the show get better in that other episode?" I don't know if I can. Say if it got better because technically the one that we started off with is supposed to come later. I liked I liked the the donkey episode better, I think, but it was like it had the crazy sex. I mean, it was more like fascinating. I was just like, what is going? The first episode is just like, oh man, they're just like made. It's just like the it's like like the worst sitcom dad of all time, but he's just like a lion and he's like not getting fucked and like some other guy wants to fuck his wife and it's like that's the whole plot with the second one at least is like there's a little bit of um i don't know a little bit of compassion from lion from donkey <laughs> uh sig there's the weird sex siegfried fucks the old woman which was like that's crazy dude yeah <laughs> so i like i like the second i liked episode 10 better i don't know if it got yeah i can't tell if it got better or worse but i do it know was, it kept happening it did keep out yeah it definitely happened I'll look. I don't usually give shows any credit on this podcast, but this one is uniquely itself. <laughs> I'll say that. 
<laughs> it's got its own thing going on. It also that's uh, those the it, faces of Siegfried and Roy are burned into my memory forever. Yeah, that is just like the like the abstract, almost like magical realism of it, where the rest of it is just like the most stereotypical, like like dumb guy sitcom bullshit that's almost like written down it's like it's like ai it seems like ai generated like what my wife won't fuck me you know um yeah and, and then it adds in this this Siegfried and roy and the whole yeah. like slavery part they're in they're a like, different show <laughs> yeah it's too <laughs> yeah it's that's almost actually like a tr- it's almost like a truman shows like that is the weird thing is they don't really they're in Vegas and they don't do anything with the bright flashy Vegas and everything has that dull look to it on color palette wise. Yeah. Okay, let's recommend shows. Uh, uh Penn and Teller's Fool Us. Oh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> Direct <yeah>. competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go um if you want to see some real uh watch Meerkat Manor. <laughs> That's where it has all the drama of Father of the Pride and um and the animals are I would say better drawn. Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, Kipu of the Age of the Wonder Beast, which is a children's show that handles adult themes way better than the adult show. You're telling me <laughs> that it handles adult themes about why won't my wife sleep with me better? There's no way. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Uh, well, we figure out why his wife won't sweep, sleep with him anymore, and it's for much uh, crazier reasons, actually. Perfect. I don't want to spoil anything, so watch Keep of the Age of the Wonder Beast. And you know what? Sleep with your wife, or I'll have to. Enjoy, oh, yeah. furries. <laughs>